Hi, I'm Natalie Nowak from Broadway Radio's On My Way to a BFA, and you're listening to Theater Throwback. Do you know what musical theater role was once played by Stephen Pasquale and later Matthew Morrison and sounds like an air freshener brand? We're going to dive into that in a minute. In this episode, after the main story, I'm going to explore some other exciting events that happened this week in theater history, including a quick look into the life and career of Fanny Bryce. On May 31st, 2003, The Light in the Piazza opened at the Intamon Theater in Seattle. Before we talk about the different incarnations of this musical, let's go back and take a look at what inspired it. The Light in the Piazza was based on a novella by Elizabeth Spencer of the same name. The book was published in 1960 and then was adapted into a film in 1962. The Light in the Piazza takes place in the 1950s during a mother-daughter summer vacation in Italy. Over the course of the summer, Margaret Johnson watches her daughter Clara fall in love with an Italian man, and this causes Margaret to reevaluate the future she had in mind for her daughter and also take a deep look into her own life. Now, let's explore the history of the musical adaptation. The book was written by Craig Lucas, and the music and lyrics are by Adam Gettle. The two of them developed the show at Utah's Sundance Institute Theater Lab. The first full production ran at the Intamon Theater in Seattle, where Bartlett Cher was the artistic head. In an interview with the Seattle Times, Cher said, quote, My role was to encourage the collaboration and be a backup player if Craig needed any help. End quote. In the same interview, he also said that a downside to the West Coast production was that it was, quote, too far away from New York for the national critics to see it. End quote. And this is probably one of the reasons why it had another tryout in Chicago, which we will take a look at soon. The Light in the Piazza score blends neo-romantic classical music and opera and is much more orchestrated than a lot of Broadway scores. The lyrics are unique because most of the characters speak only Italian, so they sing either completely in Italian or in broken English to convey the story. The Seattle production featured Victoria Clark as Margaret, Celia Keenan-Bolger as Clara, and Stephen Pasquale as Fabrizio. Listen, I'm not trying to offend anyone, but come on, it sounds like Febreze. Tropical pineapple scent. Anyways, there was another run in 2004 at the Goodman Theater in my hometown of Chicago. Stephen Pasquale was cast in the TV show Rescue Me, so Wayne Wilcox took over as Fabrizio for the Chicago tryout. Many changes were made to the show, and the Chicago version apparently looked very different from the previous Seattle production. Critics received the show fairly well for the most part, with nothing overly positive, but also nothing extremely negative as far as reviews go. Lincoln Center extended an offer to the creative team for the following year, where The Light in the Piazza debuted on Broadway in April of 2005. For the Broadway production, Kelly O'Hara replaced Celia Keenan-Bolger, and Matthew Morrison was cast as Fabrizio. The score was also slightly adjusted for Broadway. On June 15, 2006, PBS broadcast the show in their Live from Lincoln Center series, and over 2 million people tuned in. Reviews for the Broadway production were all over the place. Curtain Up said that the musical was a, quote, gorgeously staged and musically sophisticated adaptation. The Gettle sound is nevertheless plush and enjoyable with a genuine musical theater sensibility. Lucas has made room for the young lovers' voices and retained enough of the psychological complexities to prevent this from being the dated soap opera it could easily have been, end quote. Ben Brantley of the New York Times said that the show is, quote, encouragingly ambitious and discouragingly unfulfilled. The production comes into its own only in the sweetly bitter maternal regrets and dreams of Margaret Johnson, end quote. So as you can see, the reviews were quite mixed, 
but definitely less neutral and more opinionated than the reviews were for the Chicago run. But the show still ended up running for 504 performances on Broadway. It was nominated for 11 Tony Awards and won six of them, and the cast album ended up being nominated for a Grammy. The show closed on July 2nd, 2006. Now, moving on, let's talk about some other events from this week in history. This is going to be a mix of show openings, birthdays, and more. On May 28, 1953, Rodgers and Hammerstein's Me and Juliet opened at the Majestic Theatre. This show was about a musical in its out-of-town tryout. The production featured Isabel Bigley, and it ran for 358 performances. On May 29, 1951, it was a sad day in history because performer Fanny Bryce passed away at age 60. Her career began as a vaudeville performer in Brooklyn, and then she became a Yiddish dialect comedian. Florence Ziegfeld Jr. hired her as his first female comic for the Famous Follies series, and her life story was then told in one of my all-time favorite musicals, Funny Girl, starring Barbara Streisand. May 30th is Adina Menzel's birthday. You know her from Rent, you know her from Wicked, you know her from Frozen, and many other things. Adina's current project is Roundabout Theater Company's off-Broadway production of the play Skin Tight, and performances begin tonight, so make sure to go see it if you get a chance. On June 1st, 1971, Clark Gessner's Broadway production You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown opened at the Golden Theater. The previous off-Broadway production was quite successful, but the Broadway production was not so lucky. It only lasted 32 performances. June 2nd is an exciting day for theater birthdays, including Max Showalter, Milo O'Shea, Lenore Lonergan, Sally Kellerman, Stacey Keach, Marvin Hamlish, Joanna Gleason, Norm Lewis. Shout out to you, Norm, because he followed me on Twitter a few years ago, and I have to say, that was quite an exciting day. And finally, Zachary Quinto. On June 3rd, 1975, Kander and Ebb's Chicago opened on Broadway at the 46th Street Theater. The original cast featured Gwen Verdon, Cheetah Rivera, and Jerry Orbach. This production ran only two years, but the 1996 revival has been going strong for 22 years. And that was a quick overview of some events from this week in theater history. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Theater Throwback. I'll be back again next Thursday with another episode. In the meantime, be sure to check out my other Broadway radio podcast called On My Way to a BFA, where I document my experiences as a musical theater major at the Hart School. Be sure to follow Broadway Radio on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and also follow me at Natalie underscore Noack on Twitter and Instagram.